I just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle, you've got to expect it to happen. You're the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality. Welcome to Life Today Live. I'm Randy Robinson. Great to have you with me. And this is one that uh, I, I wanted to do, cover this topic and get this information out there for those of you who deal with, with chronic pain, uh, because it's tough. Uh, I, I Fortunately, I, I don't live there. My wife would say that the only chronic pain in her life is me, but that's not the kind we're talking about today. We're talking about the real physical pain, which can be debilitating. And is there really anything we can do? If you're like me, you know, hey, when I need surgery, I'm glad the anesthesiologist is there to to knock me out. But on a regular basis, I'd rather not take any drugs, any manufactured stuff if I don't have to. Uh, It's not like a, you know, some kind of conviction kind of thing. It's just I I don't I don't like to. And after surgeries I've had, I try to get off the painkillers as quick as possible, you know, get that. I just... I want to. I want to know what can I put in my body that is natural, that is God made in a sense. You know, um, what can I do now to prevent the chronic pain later? Uh, all good questions for which I don't have the answer, which is why I go to someone who does. And so there's a book out for those of you that want to follow up in this area. It's called In the Garden. Looks just like that. And uh, Nicole Fogelman is the author of that. And she is going to talk us through some information that if you are dealing with this uh, or if you're just wanting to prevent this, I think it will be be very beneficial. So uh, chat is open. If you're watching live and you want to jump in, have a question or anything, feel free to do that. And we're glad you're here today. Nicole, great to have you on Life Today Live. Hi, thank you, Randy. So excited to be here. Just one thing I like to do when I talk to anybody in any area like this is sort of lay out the credentials. So give us a little bit of your background training, what you work in. Oh, thank you. Um, I am a nurse anesthetist, um, what's called a CRNA, um, certified registered nurse anesthetist. Um, I've been doing this for over 20 years. I am the person who puts you to sleep. Okay. And I'm working the, in the operating room. Um, usually I work as a team approach with the anesthesiologist. So me and the anesthesiologist and we're there to take care of you from the beginning to the end um, yeah so so what you're saying is you're a drug pusher yes that's exactly <laughs> but in, in a good way okay yeah so okay that's very interesting because you're writing about natural things what what made you look in this area when you're someone who is an expert uh in the pharmaceuticals yeah that's a good point um so I guess it all comes back to my mom. My mom actually suffered with chronic pain. Mm. And so many things we found about people that deal with chronic pain is that medicine is not always the answer. And the pharmaceuticals definitely are not always the answer. And so um, what we as practitioners and people in the health field had realized that it's more of about holistic approach. And in the book, I. I'm talking about two of those things. One is food as medicine, and then the second, the, you know, our Almighty, Almighty God is um, is definitely to help you in healing. Do you? Uh, I'm just curious. Someone's commenting, and I've been using some of this lately. I, actually, since I talked to Jordan Rubin, which you mentioned that you watch, yes, uh, the the oils, the 
essential oils and things like that. Do you deal with those things as well? I do not. Okay. I do not. Okay. I've I've read a good bit and I've read some. There's not a lot of publications out there that have a lot of support for it as far as scientific okay. base. Okay. So you and and that uh, you come from a very scientific yes. approach then, which is great. I do. Okay. And I, in my book, I, I do have pretty much everything that's in the book. I try to give some kind of reference, a scientific reference too, because I am definitely science minded. Mm -hmm. So, and I try not to do be too science minded. No, yeah. but well, you know, I, I think there's a proper balance in there. And sometimes in, uh, we can stray to one side or the other. As the Irish say, for every mile of road, there's two miles of ditch. <laughs> and I think one ditch is relying too heavily on the pharmaceuticals. The other is discounting them entirely uh, and just trying to go, which I've seen catastrophic effects of lost loved ones um, sometimes due to maybe getting in one ditch or the other. Won't right. go there. Talk right. to us a little bit about uh, what what you're looking at from from a food standpoint. What is in the garden that uh, maybe we're not taking advantage of? Um, well, let me explain a little bit about the book itself. Okay. And so the book is designed to be 40 days. So you're going to spend 40 days um, healing your body and through food, food is medicine, and eating a plant-based diet. And so my goal is for the book to walk you through those 40 days with a devotion for each day. And so at the end, the goal is for you to start the healing process because the body is an amazing healer on its own. And so that includes definitely with chronic pain, with heart disease, you know, with diabetes. And so that's the goal here is for you to eat in a plant-based diet. Okay. What's the problem with meat? <laughs> well, this is a great question. <laughs> um, a lot of times, especially with pain, a lot of the, the diseases that are are caused that cause pain or caused by inflammation. Mm -hmm. And so there have been scientific scientific studies to show that meat can cause inflammation in your body. And so we want to cool that down okay. and we want the body to start to heal to get rid of that inflammation. And eating a non-meat diet definitely um can help heal the body and decrease that inflammation. Okay. So you're not suggesting that we never eat meat again. What you're saying is maybe that we just take a break from it in order to allow take some break good from it. But I, I do feel like after you do this for 40 days, you're going to see how, how good you feel that you're going to really want to decrease the amount of meat that you eat in your diet. You know, a lot of times people that are experts go for an 80, 20, so 80% plants and maybe 20% of the other, because mm -hmm. it is hard to go cold turkey. So. <laughs> cold turkey. See, there you yes. go. I, I, well, let me ask you about turkey, because I tend towards the, what I think are called lean meats, a lot of turkey, yeah. chicken. I yeah. don't eat a lot of beef. I mean, I have a problem with it. I'm not a big steak guy anyway. Uh, I don't eat pork um, mm. and fish. I, I, I won't eat the junk fish or shrimp, anything that eats live or eats dead flesh you know shrimp lobster i avoid those um i mean i'm not like you know hyper religious about it i just i choose something else in other words i'll eat the the a white fish uh, a mahi uh trout salmon things like that is if you're going to eat meat even if it's a 20 percent, is there a benefit to sticking with those types of meats 
Um, I would definitely stay away from the red meat and even some of the fish because a lot, a lot of the fish have toxins yeah, in it. Yeah. Stay away from pork. Um, you know, I would just treat it as you're going to cheat. Sometimes you're going to go <laughs> to someone's home yeah. and your neighbor's going to make yeah. you dinner right, right. and you're going to cheat then because she's going to make you a nice chicken and you're going to say thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, from what you have in your pantry and your refrigerator, and if you want to stay, you know, you want to stay without pain when you want to stay without heart disease, your goal is going to be to, you know, to do be a hundred percent at home and maybe, you know, at your neighbors cheat a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's talk about the things which you are addressing, not the other things yes. that, that I eat on a, a regular basis. I'm rethinking that now. Uh, what, <laughs> where, where's a good place to start if I'm going to try to shift my diet in, in a more plant-based way? Um, so a good place to start is in your pantry. Um, I don't is it, know. You haven't, seen, you haven't seen my pantry. <laughs> I'm going to have to restock mine. <laughs> so I do encourage you, if you were, you know, to start this book is start in your pantry and start and get rid of anything that has um, seven under, like you know, seven ingredients or under and get rid of those things. So you want to take out the processed foods. You want it to just be your nuts and your grains and your fruits and vegetables. Okay. Uh, well, that's, I, I, and it's pretty strict, I will say, but I mean, this is about healing the body, you know, So and if, your people that are out there, go when, ahead. When you, well, when you, when you look at a package and it's got a lot, a lot of ingredients, uh, a mm -hmm. lot of them are preservatives, uh, additives, mm -hmm. sugars. Um, I have a feeling those are probably not good, especially when you accumulate them over a lifetime. Yes, that's true. Okay. And um, in the book, I do talk about things that you can like substitute. So say, for example, sugars, high sugar foods, you know, you can, there are things that you can use like honey and agave, things that are natural, mm -hmm. even the stevia. So I do give substitutes because it's, it's easier to have someone tell you, you know, substitute this for something that you're going to take out that's bad. So one thing that I have heard a lot, and I've tried to make a conscious effort to to do this, is to eat things uh, in their natural state, if that makes sense. Um, in other words, eat eat some vegetables I don't like raw, so I, I want to cook them. Uh, but you know, eat more things basically right off the vine, uh, yeah. not not literally, but you know, apples, bananas, the fruits, the the nuts, yeah. the things like that. Is that that help I think that's I think that's definitely true um you know as far as organic and eating more of the pure state mm -hmm. but you, you I want I don't want you to be extreme about it because if you're eating a lot of organic foods it can be very costly so I try to teach people to eat locally and mm -hmm. eat what's in the season so and I think mm -hmm. you can do a better job at kind of staying within a budget because a lot of patients that um, have chronic pain and have chronic debilitating disease, their budgets aren't big for food. And when they go to the grocery store, they want to pick and choose things that that, um, you know, are within the budget. So I highly recommend, you know, frozen foods, you know, a lot of time frozen foods. They are packaged there, you know, they take, they're taken out of the garden per se, and then they're immediately frozen. So they keep a lot of the nutrients and the vitamins and minerals. And so frozen foods are great. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, a viewer has a question about potatoes, <laughs> white, yellow, yeah. or red. Is there, I think potatoes, the potatoes are great. 
um, I think any color, you know, I was in Peru once and um, they have, I didn't even know there was like maybe 1800 different pot potatoes oh, wow. and they make them all in, in Peru. But actually in the book, I actually talk about simple foods and the potato is one of the recipes I have because it's just a simple baked potato. And you, you know, what ruins the baked potato is all the sour cream and the cheese. Just put some um, lemon juice on it. Just take some fresh lemon juice and maybe a little bit of salt and pepper and it's great. And it gives you kind of that deep, like depth that you're looking for when you're eating a potato. So, so I, you mentioned pepper. I am a pepper freak. I will eat. Oh, that's great. You give me a baked potato and I don't want the junk on it. I don't like sour cream, uh -huh. right? but I don't yeah. want to put butter on it. I load it with a ridiculous amount of pepper. I literally am the guy that will take the top of the pepper shaker off at the restaurant and you just start really? doing this and I get some weird looks, but I mean, pepper, well, pepper's good for you. Yeah, pepper's great, it's right? Good. And actually, one of the um, disease-fighting chemicals, curcumin, which is in turmeric, mm -hmm. actually it increases when you put pepper on turmeric. It actually increases the like bioavailability of the um, the turmeric, making it fight inflammation even more. Okay, well let's yeah. let's talk a little bit about the inflammation because uh, anybody that's in your field, they all tell me the same thing. Uh, it's the inflammation that's really doing damage to our bodies right um, what do we need to know that will help us fight that naturally um i think our bodies are designed to fight things like this naturally because they found that once you stop placing the toxins in the body the body starts to heal itself so the body, you know, has this automatic tendencies, you know, your, your immune system, you've got your different steps, your immune system, and it's designed, I mean, God made our bodies designed to fight toxins, to fight bacteria, to fight viruses. And so, and, and that whole, um, you know, it's still, it's going to start, it's going to fight inflammation mm -hmm. and we just have to give our bodies a chance by not putting the pollutants that we do put in the body. Have you, uh, have you seen anybody, you know, that has done this, uh, seen some real significant improvement? Uh, yes. Um, I have a Facebook community, um, since I wrote the book and it's been interesting to see some people actually friends of mine, I didn't even realize they had one in particular named Susan and she's gone cold Turkey and has started as, um, included a plant-based lifestyle in her, you know, in her lifestyle. And she's lost like i think she's lost like 100 pounds oh, wow. and she feels great I bet. um she's doing things that she could never do before and she's like nicole i used to listen to you always talking about eating healthy and i'd look at what you would eat at work and um and she's like i just started doing it and it works and there's stories and stories out there i mean i can give you lots of references of books and all kinds of things you know cardiologists that have worked with patients and, um, and they all said, do it. I mean, three weeks in, you can see a huge result. So. Interesting. All right. Well, we're talking to Nicole Fogelman, uh, a CRNA uh, nurse. Um, and uh, this is the book it's called in the garden. What, what is the name of the Facebook group? If someone wants to jump in there. It's in the garden. It's, um, okay. and I, it's probably attached to my name with Nicole Fogelman, okay. but it's called in the garden. Oh, look for that and on so, Facebook. yeah. The, so before Christmas, we took 40 days before Christmas 
And we spent the 40 days together as a group and immersed ourselves in the book and immersed ourselves in scripture. And then um, I've continued giving tips. Usually on Tuesdays, I give um, tips. And then Thursdays, I usually give some kind of scripture reference and kind of some, whatever I'm doing in my life. Yeah, nice. I want to show people the website too right here. This okay. is her website. It is hopeforpain.org. Yes. Hopeforpain.org. Looks like this, so you know you're in the right place if you're watching. Uh, but it's, it's a great resource. And this, if, if you're sitting here going, man, I need some help, uh, jump on this website, join that group, uh, join her on Instagram as well. And you can kind of be a part of a community. Um, I'm, I want to shift gears a little bit because you don't just talk about food and, and diet and inflammation. Uh, although that is obviously, uh, you know, a center point, but you, you also include, sort of spiritual guidance through the process. Um, how important is it to you that we take that, that holistic, uh, body, mind, spirit look at this kind of thing? Uh, a lot of people in your field will just address the physical, uh, but you, right. you've chosen to address, um, the spiritual. And I think in between the physical and the spiritual is the emotional. They're both tied. They're all tied together. I see what's your, where are you coming from on that? Um, let me back about and tell you a little bit about me personally. Um, so my mom, she suffered with horrible chronic pain. She had a disease called arachnoiditis and, um, she suffered like to the extreme where, you know, someone that lays in bed and, and has these overwhelming body spasms. Mm. And so we got to the point where there was nothing else. I mean, we've always been um, very close to the Lord spiritually but it got to the point where this was all my mom had. This was it. I mean, it was just her and the father and laying in bed. And she realized how important her faith was in the whole healing process. And I've always been very strong in my faith. And I've, um, I've writ, um, you know, written for Hope for Pain for a long time. And um, I just really feel and I saw what God did through my mom and then just the whole spiritual aspect, how important it is um, for people that have chronic illness, that they include that part in their life, not just the medicine, not just the, you know, what you're putting and what you're the healthy part and the healthy eating is that we need to include God in the whole process. Oh. And that's the goal for me is I love scripture and I've kind of written, you know, 40 days where you immerse yourself in the Bible and learn a little bit too. I love learning. And so there's a lot about agriculture and the Israelites and, you know, the Jewish culture, they were so into agriculture yeah. and it was so important to them. And so I've, you know, there's, within the book, there's a lot of things that hopefully you didn't even know about, know about. So yeah. it, it's, it's interesting because, um, we, you know, it's just been the last, maybe 100 years, maybe not even that, uh, that our diet has shifted so far away from a very natural agricultural yeah, kind of true. diet. And for the convenience of it all, and sometimes the ability to feed more people, that, that's a, you know, there's some benefits there. But uh, I think we're, we're hitting the point where we're learning, okay, there could be some detriments as well. And so I see a lot of people... Uh, like yourself, urging people to get back to more natural. Um, 
Do you grow any of your own up there in Virginia? Yes, <laughs> I do have a garden and I love to garden. And so um, I usually just do the basics. I experimented with um, like something a little more elaborate, like broccoli and stuff. I haven't been that successful, but <laughs> like tomatoes and cucumbers and, and, and um, watermelons and cantaloupe. Well, no, yeah. a, a friend of mine, his wife is very much into this and it, it's kind of taken over their yard. Their yard's not too big, but they've got all sorts of things. But we went out and we picked some uh, peppers and some tomatoes off the vine that were ripe and took them in and had a salad and then she cooked. She's a fabulous cook. Um, and it really tasted so much oh, yeah. better. It uh, does. <laughs> and, and that's been part of my frustration, frankly, is because I go by the stuff in the store and they're picking it off the vine before it's ripe and things like that. And I just, how I don't know, is it worth it to grow your own, you think? Oh, I think so. And and like I said before, you know, a lot of people that have chronic illness don't have the budget to go to the stores and, and pick out organic food. And a seed is, is so inexpensive. Mm -hmm. And to start growing your own food, um, that's something I definitely promote and talk a lot about on social media. And then um, the whole process is fun, too. Once you start the journey, you start realizing it's fun you know you can go outside in your garden and get some spices that you're looking at a cookbook mm -hmm. that you picked up from the library mm -hmm. and go you know pick your own spices from the backyard and it makes it fun it just becomes a fun process it's not a laborious process and it, it does uh, taste better i just it, yes, just tastes it does better. definitely does taste better <laughs> which yeah which takes sort of the the dullness out of sometimes when you think of dieting or not eating you know the rich foods you're used to out of restaurants or things like that Actually, it's very interesting. And let me ask you this because so when you're addressing the physical, you're addressing the spiritual. Uh, do you see any shift in people's mindsets and in their emotional well-being? That's I honestly. I mean, I, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, um, I haven't seen because usually the people that I'm really close with that I have um, that have known have gone through this process are probably already really well connected spiritually and mm. they're Christians. Um, a lot of the things in the book, I mean, I do witness and give my testimony in the book. And so my goal as a believer is that other people will pick up this book. You know, actually I was at my hairdresser earlier today and <laughs> she, she's not a believer and she's, we've talked about it and, and, and that, and she was sharing some things about, you know, her beliefs. And I had a, you know, it was a great witnessing tool. I gave her my book hmm. this morning. And um, and she told me about this great vegan restaurant that, you know, that's across the street. And um, and so we just kind of um collaborated together. And it was just a great witnessing tool. I feel like the Lord's given me. So Yeah. Oh, that's that's interesting. All right. Well, I think I think there, you know, I've seen a movement over the last few years for people to sort of take charge of their own health as best they can. Uh, yeah. And, and I, I think it's very interesting to hear someone who is in the medical field say, oh, no, there are things you can do to improve your own health, to reduce the pain, to set you up where you don't have the pain that is outside the medical field. You know, uh, there's a there's a refreshing uh, sort of honesty and, and yet some credibility there uh what is what, are you seeing anything since you've monitored the scientific side of things that 
backs up a lot of what you're saying uh, that says, look, yeah, you can move off the medications. Maybe you can do some things with your diet to let the body heal itself. Is there any any interesting medical uh, yes. support for that? And so one of the things within the um, pain community, and these are scientists all over the entire world, have realized that what they call is self-management and this is exactly what we're talking about. We're giving the patient control to manage their care. That yes, there's that component, um, you know, with medications and different procedures that you can have done, but it's actually a term, um, a strategy, giving um, chronic pain patients their control, and we're calling it self-management. And so whether it's yoga or Tai Chi or going to a chiropractor, some kind of holistic approach that it needs, you know, for someone to really good, get good um, chronic pain care, it needs to be a, um, a collaborative effort between the two. So. That's good. That's very interesting. Does uh, <laughs> Do you realize that when you say that you're a part of the pain community, it sounds really awful in some ways? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. That's funny. We'll call it pain management. <laughs> pain, pain prevention. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we we have that around here because we do a lot of uh, outreaches and we have our water well, drill, we have our feeding program, and then we have sex trafficking. And sometimes I'll catch myself saying, you know, <laughs> yeah, "We're we're here, yeah, support yeah. sex trafficking." No, it's the stopping the sex trafficking. So <laughs> it's the managing the pain. It's it's not the that's Thank true. Uh, and actually, this no, year, to share with you one last thing, yeah. um, it's called International Study of Pain. <laughs> and actually, this year is um, the goal for the year is about integrative approach to pain. So it's kind of exciting. Oh, well, that so is. They, yeah. So that just was announced yesterday. And, you know, the, I, I think maybe the best thing that anybody could get today from hearing you talk about it from your background uh, mm-hmm. and the approach you're, you're, you're laying out in a 40 day program, you're giving people to just kind of kickstart them and move them in the right direction is hope. Yes, definitely. I, I, someone who's suffering chronic pain, man, that, that, that's gotta be one of the hardest things is holding on to hope. Yeah. How much hope do you see when people go, okay, this works. I've got a <laughs> path forward. It, it's not going to break the bank. You know, right. it's not going to require hospital visits all the time. Are you seeing some hope in people's lives? Oh, yes. And I mean, I've worked with some people. I used to have a support group at our church and um, and there's some I mean, hopelessness is a is a real thing. Mm-hmm. And um, and they just keep going to the doctors and keep going to the doctors. And what I'm hoping is that, you know, yes, you're going to keep going to the doctor some, but you're going to take control at home. And you're going to have hope, you know, that the good Lord's going to give you and that um, and doing some of these strategies yourself give you some hope. Love it. And that's why the website is hopeforpain.org. Yes. Uh, and if you don't hear anything, if you're suffering and you hear one thing today, hear that there's hope. Uh, and, yes. I, and I believe that's true. And, and that people do care because a lot of times mm. people with chronic pain, they feel like people don't care. And people in the medical community that they don't care. Mm. But that's not true. There are so many people out there that care and it's um, and people that are learning more about the whole disease in itself and learning to care. Oh, that's important. So good. I appreciate that encouragement. Is there anything you want to add before I let you go, Nicole? I appreciate it. This has been a fun talk. 
<laughs> um, no, that, I just thank you for the opportunity. And like I said earlier, I am constantly, um, I guess it's called content, creating content. Mm -hmm. And I am on social media and I do. And Instagram is the, the most, um, the common most tool that I use. And my handle, I guess you would say is the hope for pain. Okay. And so I'm there and then I'm on Facebook. And so, um, I'm con you know, like I said, I, every week I'm creating content to help people that are suffering. Wonderful. So. I, I love it. I, I appreciate your approach and appreciate your attitude as well as your time here today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Be sure to check out uh, the, the book in the garden. You want to get a little help, get a little kickstart uh, and, and take 40 days. Just see what happens. Try it. That's right. uh, it'll, it'll do something for you. Uh, and check out our website as well, hopeforpain.org. I appreciate you guys hanging out. If you know someone that needs to hear this, my goodness, hit share, tag them, whatever. Say, hey, listen to this. Uh, and Carolyn, you're <laughs> you're welcome. Um, yeah, she says she's lost confidence in doctors, uh, but that's doesn't have to be that way. You just heard Sorry. from someone in the community who has given you hope, <laughs> and so uh, it is out there. So take hold of that hope, take it with you, and take action. And we'll see you again next time here on Life Today Live. It is always possible to do the will of God. He has given us the will to choose to come, come to choose to bend our necks, to choose to bend our necks, and to choose to learn. It is always possible to do the will of God. Nobody can prevent you from doing the will of God.